Yes, come on, let's give it up for that video. Man, what a, an amazing testimony of what's happening in our movement of churches, right? Man, that God provided a building for them. And I love to hear what the Lord's doing as we are part of a global movement of churches called Every Nation. It's a global movement. We last week we shared the uh, was the World Conference video of all our churches coming together in one place. And a couple of our members went to celebrate that. But if you're joining us, you know, welcome. Welcome. We are glad that you're here, that you came at a very pivotal time in our church's history. A pivotal time in our church's history. And I say that because a couple weeks ago we closed on land that we couldn't afford. Right? Yes, come on. Woo! You know, it's kind of when you swipe your card, you don't know if you're gonna, it's going to go through or not, you know? You're like, in faith! In faith! Man, but, but through God's provision, right, he pro- provided the means to be able to close on this land. And now we're in this building campaign, this Light the World campaign that we're launching. And so if you're joining us, man, I want to say not only welcome, but hey, stick around. Stick around for the adventure because it is definitely going to be an adventure. And, and this, this morning, our, our theme text is going to be Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. It says, you are the light for the whole world. A city built on top of a hill cannot be hidden. And no one lights a lamp and puts it under a clay pot. Instead, it is placed on a lampstand where it can give light to everyone in the house. Make the light shine so others will see the good works you do and will praise your Father in heaven. Church, this is the word of the Lord. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Guys, would you mind just praying with me? I, I believe as we are going to take a moment to look and take apart the scripture that we, I, I hope that you're coming here with a heart of expectancy. That you came here to engage God with his word and for him to impress his heart on you so that you can actually be able to mobilize the church outside of these four walls. So let's just take a moment and pray for the Holy Spirit, for the Lord to, to work in us today. Father God, we thank you for your gift to us, your son, who is the light of the world. Because of him that we no longer walk in darkness, but God, we walk in the light because you are the light. Lord, we ask that you would meet us here today, God, that you reveal to us what you've called us to, who you've called us to be, what you invited us to be a part of. Lord, we love you and we praise your holy name. Amen. Well, church, uh, if if you don't mind, maybe look to your neighbor. And I mean, I feel like some of y'all, it took a lot for y'all to get here this morning. Right? I hear, yep. I hear, man, I'm going to be honest, it took a lot for me to get here this morning. I started feeling sick on Tuesday, losing my voice, and it was just a lot going on from Tuesday until yesterday. I almost texted Jaron last night at midnight, say, girl, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. So look at your neighbor, said, I almost didn't make it. But I'm here. That's right, I'm here. And so we're here, and I'm glad you're here. And the, the title of today's message is Too Good to Hide. Man, too good to hide. So if you're taking notes, this is it. And I, I have a question for y'all, okay? Just, just walk with me for a second, okay? Man, have you ever just had an, an outfit or maybe you purchased something that you were like, man, like, people got to see this. Man, this is too good to keep to myself, right? 
Come on, yes. Man, I bought these boots like a couple months ago, and the first person I texted was Angel. I said, Angel has some boots. I said, bro, I got some boots. Man, I'm looking, I'm going to be looking good in these boots. I don't even know how to wear boots, but I'm wearing these boots. I'm going to figure it out, you know? And, man, like, I just knew that, man, someone is going to know the good news of how good I'm going to be looking at some point, right? Like, maybe, maybe it's like a text message. Maybe it's a FaceTime. Maybe it's something, you know, but you're letting someone know. Someone has to know that you're going to be looking good. And I'm going to be honest with you, this was me every day during high school. I know, I know. Oh, gosh. Yeah, this is cringeworthy, okay? I do have a disclaimer, okay? This is definitely a disclaimer. The photo you're about to see, all right? The photo you're about to see has some disturbing and embarrassing content. Viewer's discretion is advised. It's advised, okay? So I'm just letting you know. All right, let's look at this photo of me, high school, awesome. oh my gosh. Yes. All right, just to give you some context, okay, before you judge me, before you judge me too soon, let me give you some context of what's going on. This is, this is early 2000s, 2001 to 2004. This is when I was in high school. So I'm, I'm sharing my age a little bit in that. But this, is, this was it, you know, and, you know, this, my, I was inspired I was inspired by the times, and for those who know, you know, the artists Nelly and Chingy, you know, this is very much what they would wear, the, the double headband, you know, the Jesus piece, the tall tee, the baggy shorts, the folded socks, because you don't want your Air Force Ones to crease. This is before they created the little rubber things you put in there. Man, this was it. And unfortunately, during this time of my life, you know, I was unashamed and unhidden. Man, I was unashamed and I was it is unhidden. And this is what it looks like to not be discipled and have no accountability. Okay, like, man, Pastor Edgar, Will, Jaron, Pastor Ben was not in my life. So I, this is their fault. This is what happens. Okay. But it, it's funny, you know, what we can be loud and proud about. And oftentimes, a lot of these things really carry no significance or weight, right? It carries no significance or weight at all. And this morning, my, my main idea, my, my hope to, to, to express to you is, is something that has the most meaning and the most weight. My main idea this morning is that God's glory is too good to hide. Man, that God's glory is too good to hide. Scripture will say, taste and see that he is good. And in our Light the World series that we're in, one thing that we're talking about is being a light and what that looks like. And this morning, this is what it looks like for us. It's these three points that I have for us. Is Number one is lined up, impact, testify. Man, to be a light, you're called to be lit, right? And these three things work together. These points work together today. They overlap and so as we're looking at our main text, lined up with his word and to be lined up with his will, Matthew 5.14 says this, you are, everyone say you are, the light of the world. Man, I, I love this part that you are, Jesus is identifying from the very beginning, a present tense, that this is who you are called to be. You are the light of the world. Not who you will be, not who you were, but who are you now? You are the light of the world. And I love that his focus 
is on who we are and who we're not. Man, I, I know this, you know, it, it doesn't take many people to know that I'm short, okay? I, I know that, okay? And I know that I will never be tall as much as I want to be tall. And a lot of times I focus on the things that I'm not. And sometimes I pray to God for the things that I'm not, instead of focusing on the things that he calls me to be, the things that he says that I am. And I just wonder, in this moment, as Jesus is preaching right before this is the Beatitudes and his people around him, as he's talking and engaging the crowd, I'm wondering, is he preparing those who are there for his future departure? If he's intentionally laying down the framework, the foundation, and what it actually means to be a follower of his. Because he's saying, because if you are this and you cannot shrink back, this is your identity. This is your purpose. And regardless what comes to you, regardless what comes at you, you are the star of the earth. As Will preached a couple weeks ago, that you are the light of the world. What he's saying is that you is that you are to prevent the moral decay and illuminate truth wherever you go. This is who you are to be. This is the nature, this is the purpose and identity that he's given you. A.W. Tozer says it this way. He says that we can never know who or what we are until we know at least something of what God is. That we can't know anything about ourselves, who we are, what we are to do until we know who God is. Because before I am something, he was. John 8, 12, Jesus says this. He says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And that Jesus is the light of the world. And then he causes the light that he impresses us into being the light. He calls us forth. And church, I want to say this is that if you're following Jesus and you're walking with him and you're pursuing him and you're really adamant about obeying him and doing what he's called us to do. There is no way that you should be in darkness. This is what Jesus is saying, that there's no way that you can be in darkness. You wouldn't find yourself in darkness because he is always in the light. You'll find your meaning, your purpose, your calling, your motivation all come from him and him only. And when you line up with Jesus, you line up with the will of God, unhidden, in the light, anything else has no eternal significance. Church, this morning, I, I want to share something with you as, as we're going down memory lane. You got to see who I used to be. Praise God for wisdom and grace. But I, I want to share something. I want to share a statement with you from the early stages of our church where we met at UTSA with a, a couple of crazy, faith-filled college students who believe that God can do something greater than them, through them, impact lives and change the world through them. And this, is, this was our statement that we read each and every Sunday. And this is what it says. It says, we are a group of covenant disciples joining together for a Bible study in San Antonio each Sunday evening. 
We're overseen by Christ Community Church San Marcos and have the full intention of planning a local church in San Antonio in the near future. And this was written in 2011, 2012, before Luminous, when there was just a couple college students. And we would repeat this and recite this each and every Sunday as a reminder of who God called us to be as disciples, who God called us to be in a movement of churches that focuses on the campus, the community, and the world, that we knew that, yes, we have a campus ministry, but we're believing for a church in the same way that today we're believing for a building. We're believing God for the funds for the building. And I, I just want to kind of just do a little highlight of the last several years. And so if you're new here, this is just a, a quick snapshot of, of Luminous in the last 12 years. 2011, we started the campus ministry and, and Lord was doing a tremendous work. And through that, we were going to church each and every Sunday in San Marcos, believing that, man, as our these students would catch the idea, the DNA of who we are as a movement, that they can bring it back to San Antonio. In 2012, we launched U Church where we met each and every Sunday on, on evening on campus with college students and reaching the community. In 2013, I met Pastor Ben in Minless, Texas and heard how he wanted to make a difference in San Antonio and he was believing to plant a church there. The following year, 2014, Pastor Ben and a group of people from Midland decided to move to relocate to San Antonio. And that group of people with the people of U Church help establish what now is Luminous Church. And we held service in a theater like this on Hubner Oaks. We set up, we tore down, and from there we were, we were blessed to be able to get in the building. And from there, COVID happened, and man, we were not in the building anymore. And then, man, we we're back in the building. And God is now opening a door on, and through the land on UTSA Boulevard. And this is the history of our church. But not only this, it really displays God's faithfulness and what happens when we're called, as he calls us, to be a light. The Lord was faithful in 2011 as we were believing for a church and a pastor to come. And the Lord is going to be faithful in 2023 to provide the means to be able to, to purchase or get the, the money, the funds, to be able to establish this building that we will see a legacy come through. Church, the, the big idea this morning is God's glory is too good to hide. His glory is too good to hide. Let me lead into our next point of impact. Matthew 5, 14 reads this. It says, a city built on top of a hill cannot be hidden. Church say, cannot be hidden cannot be hidden. The, the Greek word for hidden is crypto. It's crypto, and this is what it says. It's a, it's a verb meaning to cover, to hide, to conceal, to keep secret, either protectively or for selfish reasons, to keep something from being seen. In some contexts, crypto means to hide so as to keep secret. To hide, to keep secret. And Jesus says, man, you are the light of the world, a, a city set on the hill that cannot be hidden, that it is impossible if you're my follower to remain hidden. 
Church, I want to do something. I, I want us to recite this together. Because I believe as we declare God's truth, the same way we would declare this at you, church, man, there is power in unity and also being reminded of who we're called to be. Let's read this together. I am a disciple. There is no way I can remain hidden in the darkness if I'm following Jesus. Amen. Man, I am a disciple. There is no way that we as a church, luminous to be a light, that we can remain in darkness. And this is what it means to be in unhidden. It means joining Jesus on mission. It means being available because the reality is this, is that the city needs what you have. The people in your circle need what you have. Your family needs what you have. God needs what you have. And we cannot afford to be hidden. We can't afford it. There's too much to lose. What I think is incredible is that the Bible has countless moments where God sends an average person to reach a people. He uses an average person to reach an entire people group. We see this in Moses as Moses, God engages Moses and Moses was set to free the Israelites from captivity. We see it with Queen Esther as she was preventing the annihilation of the Jews. We see this with Jonah, the prophet who didn't want to go to Nineveh, but God brought him to send him to Nineveh to, in order for him to preach the gospel, to preach the good news and bring people into repentance. It's each one of these people, Moses, Esther and Jonah were in some way trying to hide either because they didn't feel qualified or maybe they were just scared of what God was asking them to do. And I feel like many of us in this room may feel that. May we feel, may I'm just unqualified. Like, I don't know why God would pick me. Or maybe you're just scared, man. This is just so big, so daunting. This seems so impossible. And, I, and you just want to hide. But I want to tell you this, is that, that God wants to move through average people like you and me to be able to do something incredible because that is where he gets the glory. That's where he gets the glory because the reality is, is that I'm, this, I'm very simple, I'm very average. There's nothing special about me. Nothing special about me. And the reality is, is just, man, I just showed up. I just showed up and I continue to say yes to Jesus. And this is what Jesus is doing in John 20, 21. This is what's happening in this moment in this text is that the disciples are hiding. Jesus just died and now he's resurrected. And after he was crucified, they were scared. They locked the door in the room that they were in. And this is what it says in, in John 20, 21. It says, again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am now sending you. And God is sending you. God is sending you. This is what it means to be the light of the world, a city set on a hill to be unhidden. God is sending you. I remember when I first moved here in 2011, I didn't have any friends or family or, or anything here in San Antonio. All I knew was that God was sending me here to establish a campus ministry. 
Through that, I ended up meeting a young man by the name of Angel Vasquez. It was funny because Angel and I would start meeting up and we ended up finding out we were in the same class. It was so weird. It was like, oh, dude, you're in biology? Yeah, I am too. Oh, crazy. Um, but in that, as we decided to explore Jesus together and go on mission together, we encountered another guy named Stephen. And Stephen was just sitting on the bench, not looking for anything, but we engaged Stephen with the gospel. And then Stephen later got baptized. Come on. Resurrected life. Stephen later got baptized, understood what it meant to be the salt and light of the world. And he started being able to you know, reach people. And he went on a mission trip, a mission trip that would forever change his life, not only because God met him there, but that's where he met his spouse. He met his wife, Lauren, which is now his now wife, and they have a beautiful daughter. But through that, Lauren's best friend was Hannah. And Hannah was dating this guy named Chris, and Chris is pretty cool and whatever. Now, but Chris and Hannah were later getting married. And we get to see that Chris and Hannah and these people are different people that I'm naming that are currently in our church because God will send an average person to reach a people. Amen. And he will send you to reach your family. I remember when I first got, uh, became a follower of Jesus this morning, I got to see what it looked like to not only receive forgiveness, but to extend forgiveness. I got to see God reconcile the relationship between me and my dad. I got to see my sister come to know Jesus, and then my niece, and then my nephew, and then many other people in my family because, man, God wants to use an average person to send to a people, to send to your family. And this is just one of many stories I can go on and on about the different stories of how different people in our church came to encounter Jesus and how their lives were ever changed because someone decided to be unhidden for God. Church, the big idea this morning is God's glory is too good to hide. It's too good to hide. This is why we, we must testify, somebody. Testify about God's goodness. This is our point three. It's a testify. Not only do, do we testify through the word and through our, our testimony of the gospel, we will also testify on how we live. And here's several ways to do that. There's many more, but here's just a couple I just um, put for us this morning. Seeking the Lord, a way to be a light is to seek the Lord, to be in constant communion with God that where now that you have his residue on you. Right? Like, man, like you're not waking up on the wrong side of the bed because, man, the, the word says that, man, rejoice for this is the day that the Lord has made. And seeking the Lord. Secondly, not going along with the crowd or with the world. Scripture says, man, I'm in the world, but not of the world. And declaring God's truth, knowing who God has called you to be. When I'm reminded that God has called me to be a light, it helps me not shrink back. Not giving into temptation, being loving and kind. John 13, 34, 35 says this, is that this is how they, the world, will know that you are my disciples by the way you choose to love one another. Tending to the needs of others and sharing your faith. And Revelation 12, 11 says this is how they overcome the enemies by the blood of the lamb and the power of their testimony. 
that there is power in what Jesus did on the cross and in what he did in your life, in your life, and that you have a story. You have a phenomenal story of how God came into your world and ruined your life for the better. better. And he called you to be, uh, called you into, out of darkness into light, to be heirs. Um, let's look at 2 Timothy 2.15. And it says this, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Church, there is no shame and your testimony, because it makes an impact for those around you. And, and I hope you understand this, is that the Father is pleased when you line up your life with his will. Know that he does not want you to remain hidden. He's called you to be a light wherever you go, to illuminate his glory to illuminate all that he is to a, a very unpredictable, dark world. And this morning, we're going to do something different. We're going to do something a little different. I want you to take out your phone. And this is how I know you ain't taking notes because, man, I see all y'all's hands moving. But take out your phone. And we're going to spend a moment reflecting on how Jesus' light has impacted your life using this tool. This is a resource that we do in Growth Track. And it's called the 15-second testimony. And this is what it is. It's, it's, man, write down two words of what your life was like before Jesus. Right? Two words. And then we want you to write two words of what your life is like now, experiencing having Jesus in your life after Jesus, right? So for example, there was a time in my life where I felt ashamed and depressed. Then I was forgiven by Jesus and trusted him. I discovered that I was full of joy through him and there was nothing to be ashamed of. Do you have a story like that? And this is powerful because the reality is, is that God wants to use your story to be able to impact a people around you. So I want to just take a moment, if you were to sit down and just write down two words of what your life was like before Jesus, and then two words, what's your life like now? And if you don't have a story yet, if you're like, man, I don't have nothing to write down. I don't have any words. I'm like just in the beginning place right now. Then you're just in luck. Because we serve an amazing God that is in the business of transforming lives. And you have an opportunity after service to be able to get prayed for. So this God, this amazing God, to intervene in your life. Let's take a moment just to hear from the Lord and write these two things down. I love in scripture as we see that Jesus shows us who we are and then he shows us what to do. 
and in, in your testimony, you're, you're seeing who you used to be. And what to do with that is to share it with someone this week. And this is the action step this week, is that you would pray to ask the Lord, Lord, who do I need to encourage someone this week? Who do I need to encourage with this testimony this week? And I'm asking you that you would be obedient to God and step out in faith and see what happens. And just see what happens, because the reality is a lot of times we don't know what happens when we open our mouths. But one thing I do know is this, is that every time I step out in faith, that Jesus is right there with me. And he's, help, he's, he's there to be able to bridge the gap. And sometimes I don't know what to say. And I say, God, I'm doing this for you. I want to remain unhidden for your glory. Because you're just, you're too good. You're too good to hide. Right now, I just want to pray just a, a prayer of gratitude. Because this just shows God's transformative work. Man, this is who I used to be. And this is who I am because of the cross. It wasn't me trying to be better, but it was Jesus. It was his life, his death, and his resurrection. Father God, thank you for lining us up according to your word, according to your will. God, that you invite us to make an impact within our sphere of influence, God. That God, you've given us a story of this is who I used to be, this is who I am now because of the grace and power of the gospel. This is who I am because of you, God. God, that you've given us a testimony to testify about. And Father, because of that, we are so grateful. Lord, that we are grateful. God, that our words... It's not enough. So, Lord, have our life. Help us be unhidden. When we're scared, when we're afraid, when we don't think we're qualified enough, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.